Hi there guys and welcome to today's live stream. We're gonna be talking all about that sharp rib joint pain and how it relates to upper back pain as well. So hopefully you guys are gonna find this one really helpful. Uh, rib joint pain can sometimes be something that gives you some quite disconcerting symptoms. So hopefully by the end of this live stream, you're gonna better understand maybe your symptoms and also what can be done to help those. And maybe it's just gonna to work to put your mind at ease a little bit about the situation with some productive tips towards the end of the live stream to help you. If you are new to the channel, please do consider subscribing. This is our 100th live stream today. Since we started doing these at the start of lockdown back on the 23rd of March, hit the notification bell to make sure you know when we go live. We've got Lara the other side of the camera. We'll be taking any Q&A questions towards the back end of today's live stream as we always do. So it's your opportunity to get a little bit more advice, whether it's on the topic that we're discussing today or whether it's other topics related to back or neck pain. We'll do our best to answer your questions at the end of the live stream. And with that being said, let's get into today's topic. So the rib joint, um, these are sort of, they can often give people quite disconcerting symptoms as I mentioned in the introduction here. And these can, these can sort of stretch from the back around to the front, which is why we wanna give you guys a bit of a better understanding of what these rib joints are. I know that some of our other YouTube videos where we've touched on this topic in the past get quite a lot of attention. Also some people coming on there in quite a state, very concerned about certain issues that they may be getting, mainly because when the rib joints start to become inflamed and irritated, they can affect our breathing, they can give us some sharp pain, and that sharp pain, depending on which ribs are going to be affected, can come round to the front of the chest. So we wanted to start this one off by saying that sometimes you can get referral round to the front and you're gonna get pain on that left side of the chest potentially it is it is it is something that can happen with these rib joints and it does put people in a lot of stress because obviously we don't want to be uh you know uh, having any sort of heart symptoms so sometimes if these things are persistent we do want to get our cardiovascular system checked out to make sure there's nothing sinister there and for the overwhelming majority of you guys watching this especially if you're young people the heart is not going to be an issue and we can move on but hopefully um you know, once you've got that out of your mind, if you've had this for literally one day, you've moved a little bit funny and now all of a sudden you're getting this pain, it's a, hot, it's a good chance that it's coming from those rib joints, especially if it's that sharp shooting pain. So we wanna rule out the heart first and foremost, but now let's get into the rib joints themselves because why can they be quite so painful? And the rib joint, I thought I'd draw a little, do a little bit of drawings up here to sort of give you guys a better understanding of how these ribs work. And this is the vertebra in your thoracic spine. Now, the rib joints are synovial joints. They connect to various parts of what's called the transverse process on the side of the vertebra and onto the vertebral body itself. And that's where they articulate. And depending on where in the spine they attach into, whether it's at the top or at the bottom, they move a little bit more in different directions. And it's the mobility on the back of this part of the spine. So as we're running down between the shoulder blades in particular, it's the mobility there that allows the ribs to function effectively when we breathe. And it's what, this is why if we strain them at any point, there's a lot of sensitivity around these joints. And if we strain these joints, we can get very sharp shooting pain. Much like many of you guys watching this will know about the sciatica that we've discussed in the past and other trapped nerves, where if we irritate our rib joints, we can often uh, also irritate the intercostal nerve, which runs right around your ribs. So you can get a sharp pain that literally runs around the front. Now on a complete side note, this is similar to things like shingles where we can get, it can lay dormant in some of these nerves and we can get the strap-like pain or strap-like symptoms coming around the front when we have things like shingles. So it's worth bearing that in mind as well. Same sort of thing, when a nerve root is irritated in any way, we can get sy symptoms or pain 
along the root of that nerve. And in the case of the ribs, it comes round to the front, which again is why I want to be mindful if it's on the left-hand side, because it can really worry people quite a lot. And that anxiety is no good for us. So that's very important. Then we've also got the other end of the ribs. They do attach somewhere. And on the front, we've got this tie looking structure here, which is our breastbone running straight down the middle and the blue bits of the cartilage. Now what happens is those ribs have flexible, relatively speaking, joints on the back, the synovial joints, and they run round, and then they join into these cartilaginous uh, sort of structures here, which are extensions of the rib, and they connect as we come down here. If we have issues on the back part of the spine, we can get obviously the back pain, we can get the sharp pain, but we can also sometimes get no back pain, no upper back pain at all. But we can start to get pain about halfway along the clavicle, the collarbone. If we run a line down there, we can get pain there or in the center on the breastbone. And that's where these rib to cartilage joints, bone to cartilage joints, or the costochondral joints, those start to be, start to rub and they're not designed to have the same degree of mobility. Our rib cage obviously needs to move because of breathing. And if the back joints are not doing it correctly, then these joints start to become strained. And that's again where we can get this aching pain on the front of the chest. Again, people instinctively know that if we have chest pain, it can be something that's concerning. So they often divert straight away to the more concerning symptoms related to what's inside the chest rather than looking at some of those mechanical issues. So it's important to consider those once you've ruled out the other more sinister things, especially if it's been going on for a long period of time and associated with other symptoms like breathlessness. So if we, now we know the structure of the ribs and how and where they can be irritated and injured. We obviously have the fracture or the, the sort of the, the, the breaking of the rib. And unfortunately, those things do happen with severe trauma, but you're generally going to know you've done that. Um, and, and unfortunately, there's not a lot that can be done about those. It's going to be very painful. It's going to be very sensitive, but they can't put them in cast. You're just going to have to let them heal slowly. So that's a bit of an unfortunate one if you're in that bucket. But for most of you watching this with some sharp rib pain or with sort of that rib pain in and around the upper back area or even on the chest, the next bits I'm going to talk about are going to be really, really important for you because the ribs, they, they move a bit, but they don't move too much and they are at the whim of our posture. And if we start to do certain things that I'm going to talk about in this part here, then that's going to put strain on those ribs. And then if we move suddenly, we can strain them a little bit further. And that's when these symptoms can kick off. And they can be very, very debilitating, especially if you're, if you, if you're breathing and getting a sharp pain every time because the ribs are moving. So uh, the rib joints fundamentally are at the mercy of your alignment, your posture. And too many of us nowadays spend a lot of time hunched over. And if we're hunched over, we're putting a stretch and a strain through these rib joints and through the ligaments that protect these because i haven't drawn the ligaments on here but there's ligaments that hold them in place and if we're putting a constant stretch through these ligaments we're going to be putting unnecessary strain if we then move suddenly in one direction or the other this stretch leads to weakness and therefore we can then strain those joints a little bit further and create inflammation which then ultimately leads to the pain so we need to consider our posture and we'll get to that a little bit later in the what can you do down the bottom but it is that rounded over spending lots of time on the computer or video games or reading those sorts of things that can put strain on these rib joints so it's important that we're mindful of that for the for before it happens for during it happens and for afterwards and then we've also got the immobility if we're immobile, if we're not moving properly, and these ribs on the back get stuck, sometimes they're not gonna be the ones that give you the pain. You're not gonna know they're stuck. You're gonna first feel the symptoms with pain on the front of the chest. And this is a consequence of those ribs on the back not moving correctly. And the joints on the front, 
these ones here having to move more than they otherwise should and they don't like that it creates irritation it creates inflammation and can be quite painful as we mentioned earlier so the next part is what are we actually going to do about this and we've got another little acronym for you guys and i've really put this one together that the first part of this acronym is for the overwhelming majority of you the, the guys that are and, and the ladies that are sort of slouching over a computer computer for long periods of time or video games or or you know sat on the sofa those sorts of things that are putting strain putting an excess kyphosis and really follow these in this particular order because that's what's going to help you the first one is I've, I've done it as kiss and you can't see the last two but it's two s's says so k-i-s-s We've got the first one as kyphotic. If you are kyphotic, let's use a towel. You guys will know from the lower back that we like using the towel to help act as a lever, a pivot point in certain areas of our spine so we can get movement through that region. And the towel again can come in here as a lever and putting this across perpendicular to our spine at right angles to our spine at about the level of the bra strap, so the bottom of those shoulder blades, and lying over that. Now this might be a little bit strong for you, so you can do it on the bed uh, rather than on the floor, but on the floor it is pretty good if we roll that towel up to sort of about that size. Um, do not use a foam roller to do this for the first time, but it is around about the size of a foam roller. And we're gonna lie over there for two or three minutes. You can always pop your arms up a little bit and it'll just stretch and open out that thoracic spine so the ribs can move back towards a more normal neutral position. So that's the first one, a little bit of a stretch. The second one is we need to get that inflammation down in and around these rib joints here. So we need to get some ice on the spine. And again, this can be a little bit more difficult because of the area we're talking about. But if you're sat in a chair or on the sofa with a high back, you pop the ice pack just in place and then just lean on it for that three to five minutes. And again, here we're not looking at putting the ice on for extended periods, three, four hours. It's five minutes, it's on, it's off, it's on, it's off during the, during the day. We can do this routine a couple of times, three, four, five times in the day to get that inflammation down, to take pressure off those rib joints so they can go through the natural healing process and ultimately resolve more effectively. The next one, which you guys can't see, is gonna be stretch, and that is stretch out the chest. A lot of people will have very tight, a lot of tightness in these chest muscles. This is why sometimes we can get numbness in the hands, etc., because the blood vessels that come out of our ribcage and go down our arms are getting stuck because of the, the tightness of these pec muscles here. So lying on the back in this sort of position here just helps open out the ribcage, open out the chest, and it also helps with the alignment as well. Now, I wouldn't do that at the same time as doing the towel. I do this separately, but lying on your back in that sort of position is going to just open out this rib cage and open out the chest on the front, which is something that is often overlooked. And again, we're gonna do that for two, three, four, five minutes or so. The last one is more for the long term. So those first three points, the kyphotic towel. So if you're kyphotic using the towel, the ice over the rib joints, and then the stretch. Those three are things that you guys need to be doing right now. You need to be doing those three, maybe even more times a day to reduce the inflammation and take pressure off the structure. The fourth one is really sort of a more long-term. We do wanna start this reasonably soon, and that is about strengthening. That is building up those muscles along the back, the middle back, the lower back, and the core, etc., to help provide more stability for our back. One of the reasons that we're slouching over is because there is a lack of activity, a lack of stimulation of those muscles, and therefore they get weak, they get 
overworked, they become tired and they're not effectively able to hold our posture up in a good position. So working through some good rehabilitation and workouts to build those back muscles can really, really help avoid this being an issue in the future because you've got more muscular support and less likely to strain those ligaments because they're less likely to be exposed and, and, and without support from the muscular system. So hopefully that's been helpful for you guys. I'll run through it one more time very swiftly, uh, just the various points we wanna cover. Um, and then we'll go into the Q&A. So if you've got any questions right now, stick those in the question section below and we'll get to those in a moment. The ribs have a synovial joint on the back that plugs into uh, two areas on the bones and those are quite mobile, relatively mobile. And those are also the ones that can be strained and give you quite sharp pain. They can be the origin of quite sharp pain. And the intercostal nerve comes out around here and then runs on the inside of that rib around to the front of our chest. If we have any persistent front of the chest pain on the left-hand side, we want to rule that out as a cardiovascular issue first and get that checked. Um, and if you are particularly concerned, obviously see your GP uh, to get them to, to check that out for you. And once we can rule that out, we can then continue on with what I'm about to discuss. We've got the rib joints on the front of the spine, which can often become a little bit more active in their movement when the back is not working correctly and therefore be the source of the pain, running about halfway down your collarbone, halfway along the collarbone and straight down here. That's where you can get most of that sort of pain and aching. The rib joints are maintained by good posture, good alignment. And when they're stretched excessively, that's going to give us some trouble and give rise to potential weaknesses and injuries and a lack of mobility as well in the thoracic spine can also translate to these front joints being aggravated as well and being a source of pain on the chest rather than the back. We could potentially have no upper back pain at all, but have this pain along here, which is caused by the immobility on the back. And what can you do about it? This KISS principle, if you are kyphotic and spending too long sat at the front of a computer or sat playing video games or reading, etc., on a daily basis, then that kyphosis needs to be undone by using the towel at around about the bra strap level or the bottom of your shoulder blades and lying over there to two, three minutes or so and getting off slowly afterwards. We wanna use ice in the same region where the sharp pain is originating from at the rib joint. That's very, very important right over this point here. If it's worth mentioning, if it's on the front, we could potentially use it on the location on the front as well. We want to also then be doing that chest stretch to open this area out for on the floor or on the bed for around about three to five minutes. And then finally, having a more long-term solution to this, which is building up the strengthening, the final S in KISS, uh, the strengthening component of those middle back and lower back muscles so they provide more muscular support for the long-term and you are less likely to re-injure this issue in, the, uh, you know, in future episodes. So that's pretty much it rounded off. We'll go to Q&A. Okay, brilliant. Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday. Uh, right, I'll go straight into the questions here. Ollie has asked, is doing regular breathing exercises or meditation going to help open out the ribs? Um, I think uh, if you haven't got a rib, if you haven't got the pain, mm -hmm. then yes. So, so as a maintenance type thing, the meditation, etc., will will definitely help that keep them mobile. Obviously, the main way in which the ribs move is breathing, and that's the big problem with this particular thing is that often people injure them and then you can't stop breathing, unfortunately. Um, so you're gonna re-aggravate it every time. It's like having a broken finger and every sing every you know, 10, 15 seconds, you're going like that, like that, mm. like that. We can't say, oh, this rib here, stop moving when I'm breathing, you can't. So doing those breathing exercises is gonna help keep mobility. So we address the immobility problems um, and they will help, but they sometimes can be aggravating if we're in a flare up, if we have already got the injury. Okay, Karen has asked here, whenever I get a cold, I seem to strain a rib joint. 
are you more likely to strain it again once you've done it once? Is there anything you can do to stop that happening when you get a cold? It always takes about six weeks to go back to normal. Yeah, if you've got if you've got a cold and you're going to be coughing and spluttering all over the place, then that again is going to be one of those weaknesses. Unfortunately, uh, it's going to be an area where you can create a bit of trouble. I think the one of the big things again it, we've touched on it in, in briefly in the past is really the concerning. Uh, the psychological impact that it has when you have these sorts of pains because they are very very sharp that you can't really escape them mm. because you have to breathe uh, and that can really become overbearing especially when you don't know what it is you know you think oh if i breathe it hurts that must be something quite bad and we have other lung issues that we haven't mentioned that can also be problematic but you'd have lots of other issues associated with those it wouldn't just be a pure pain um in in that way shape or form if we have colds we do need to think about lung issues at the same time so there is that to, to weigh up um, but the sneezing and coughing there's not a lot you can really do to get around that you just have to take some rest and and build yourself back up afterwards yeah um joe has asked here i get a loud click in my chest after sitting for a while without pain would this just be from the cartilage between the rib and the chest bone yeah yeah, that that's that's your that yeah, that's your sitting badly. Um, you know, some of you guys, if you've been in a long car journey and you're kind of cramped in, or, or bus or train, etc., and you're cramped in, and you get out of the car and you open out, and you I just got a little one. Then it's it's normally going to be actually the the the, jo the joints just here between the clavicle and the sternum. So that's going to be around this point here, um, and it's just popping and releasing. Uh, which is quite a quite a common one as long as it's not painful it's not an issue but i wouldn't try and force it it's generally a sign that we haven't necessarily been sitting as well as we otherwise could do or we haven't been as mobile and active as we otherwise could do so not a big issue uh, but it can concern some people because it sometimes it can be quite loud and quite forceful you think god what on earth was that <laughs> you know what just happened am i okay um but yeah no it's, it, it should be fine okay brilliant and uh, just a quick question from me um, does the same rehab protocol that 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 kiss apply if you have pigeon chest or barrel chest or a different type of morphology in the chest? Um, the only people that it doesn't apply to is those that have a very very flat thoracic spine, and the only part that doesn't apply is the first part of the towel. Um, there are a group of people commonly they're going to be the gymnasts, the dancers, those sorts of people where their thoracic spine is actually very very straight. Um, and that's just from experience working with x-rays and imaging and you start to see these patterns over time and those people do have a very very straight spine and for those it's a different set of challenges it's the same fundamental issue it's the fact that the spine is, it has a bad alignment the posture is too straight through the thoracic spine we have to remember that well, there's often this 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 uh, aim to get people standing up straight but standing up straight isn't isn't the be all and end all if we have uh, underlying spinal issues, you can have a dead straight spine and that is not good for you at all. We do need a bit of curvature through there. So a lot of people, a lot of particularly more so ladies, will have a loss of that nice thoracic kyphosis, a normal kyphosis rather than hyperkyphosis. Um, and therefore them doing the towel is actually going to be more problematic rather than good. So we want to be mindful of that. If you are a, a more slight lady uh, in particular, then you might want to skip out this first one, the towel exercise, because it won't necessarily be so helpful. Uh, and in actual fact, if the pain is a little bit higher up, sort of in this region here, you might even find the neck towel a little bit more useful for you because it's gonna help just tilt a little bit of forward uh, bending in that upper thoracic spine to work towards the normal alignment. Uh, obviously this has been this this first bit of advice here the if you've got the, the sort of that excess kyphosis um, that is for the majority of people that tend to suffer with this but if you are in that niche group where it's a much straighter spine through the thoracic 
then the towel is not going to be appropriate, but everything else will be. Okay, brilliant. All right, yeah. I think that is everything for today. Thank you, everybody, for your question. Awesome. Thank you for the question, guys. Uh, we do really appreciate it, and thank you for joining us today on what has been the 100th live stream since we've started doing these. Hopefully, we'll, well, we will be doing many, many more. So, as always, thank you for joining us. If you are new to the channel, please do consider subscribing and hitting the notification bell so you know when we go live. That's it for this week. Hopefully, you guys will be able to enjoy the sunshine wherever you are. I know today is going to be a very, very Lots lovely day here in the UK. Uh, yes, um, but a good opportunity for us to get some vitamin D maybe in the latter parts of the day where the sun is a little bit less intense. So hopefully, you guys have a great afternoon. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we will see you on Monday with another live stream. Have a great one.